that there were multiple opinions about that, and we are in the middle of the discussion of those opinions. Um, let's start from Nun Hayamad Bey's 55b, uh, three lines from the bottom, in the middle of the discussions of the minimums definition of... Uh, now, sometimes a person can have a penalty of death uh, because he's had a relation with somebody he's not supposed to. And sometimes the question was if he did the mitzvah of Yibam. Uh, and uh, sometimes what happened was that uh, the mitzvah was initiated and they didn't get too far, and then they decided to call it off. But uh, did they reach the point of no return? So, Ki bar Yehuda, So the Torah actually uses this word. We don't have a good translation of it. It's the uncovering of the nakedness, but it's not just the uncovering, it's a, a, the start of relations. So what is considered the start, having started the relations? So zuaknosis atara, that's the, uh, the entering uh, of, the, uh, of his limb inside, uh, his member, they call it, inside her. Uh, uh, not just what he had before, that even if they're just touching, but no, it actually has to uh, enter the woman. Gemar bia, what's the finishing of that? Gemar bia mamish, that means the the total uh, um, relations. Um, yes, that's that would be the assumption here. Mikan um, ve'elach. Now, what happened? I'm sorry, it's just the, the Gemara is. It starts off vague, and it doesn't seem to get any more clearer because you know, like. In other words, mamish is a funny word. Yeah. So um, usually it means when they're finished. In other words, when the action is finished. It means that there's nothing, there's no further uh, action that's going to be done. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering, it, it would make sense to me it's after Yitzhak Ria Zara, but yeah, that's right. Rashi doesn't say, you know, it's, it's, uh, it just remains mm. unclear. I see. Okay. Mekanvela. Now, this word usually means uh, afterwards, but actually here it means before. Uh, so, in other words, anything earlier than that, uh, meaning that they didn't get that far. He didn't enter the woman. That's just touching. And uh, the, that doesn't, the person's not obligated for that. He would argue on Shmuel. Shmuel said that once their private parts touch, that that's it. Okay, so then we said gomar kana. So uh, this was in reference to uh, the uh, doing the yibum with the widow, uh, and it said even if he started or he finished, either way, uh, he they the uh, they've acquired. Now, usually the the Torah it's a funny word, meaning that when a man takes a woman, it uses a word that he acquires a woman. You know, he doesn't mean that he owns her, that she's his property. But uh, it's a concept of Kenyan that they belong to each other now. So what does it mean over here? How does he, uh, how does he own his widow? What, is, what belongs to him? So Omar, uh, Rav, Omar, Kona Lekol. Rav says, um, even though he didn't go all the way, as we said before, but in all ways, she's considered his wife. Let's see Rashi. Even with one of these deficient uh, Bias, he didn't go all the way, they just touched. Kona Lakol Dover. In all ways, now she's his wife. Now, a non Kohen's not allowed to eat Truma. 
let's say he's a Kohen, and uh, they didn't, uh, he took this woman in marriage, but he, um, again, it was an awkward moment, and they didn't complete the act. Still, uh, she now can eat truma vochels, truma miyad im kohenu, afilu holok medina sayyam. Now, what happens if uh, uh, he didn't, he never had another relation that was even stronger? He never completed, uh, went further. That doesn't matter. Uh, They're completely married below Baal Abiyagamur. And he never, he never went all the way. Still, she's a full wife. Back to the Moorish Shmuel says, Omar, lo konel parsha. No, it doesn't actually mention um, the, um, the idea of eating truma. Um, the question is, um, he's, uh, he, this is a funny, um, usually when a person takes a wife, so first of all, it's like a money transaction. Uh, when you give somebody money and they accept it, so that's binding. That doesn't happen over here. Um, all that happens is something physical, and we're talking about where the physical part was not completed. So maybe they're not fully married. But, so uh, the question, though, was, uh, in order to be a wife of a Kohen and to eat truma, uh, you have to be fully married. And so can she eat truma? So the first of you was, yes, Shmuel said no. He can inherit his brother because in good faith he, he started the act of Yibam with his wife. And uh, if there's a co-wife, she doesn't need Yibam now because one of the houses was starting the building. So uh, now the Gemara adds another factor that we didn't really talk about. Was this wife that he married the widow, was it a widow from Erison, from engagement, or was it a widow from the Sioux in full marriage? In other words, what type of, how, how much was the widow married to the brother to begin with? So Min and Nisuin, if the, the original wife was a wife of Nisuin, that then there's no problem that she will continue to eat truma. Why? Because he was a Kohen, his brother was a Kohen, and she was eating truma before, and uh, she'll eat truma now. The debate is when the original husband hadn't fully taken the woman. In other words, how does, uh, does uh, Yibam work is that he takes over his brother's marriage. What happens if the brother wasn't fully married? So he can only take over as much marriage as his brother had. So his brother hadn't brought her into the house yet. His brother had only been engaged. She hadn't eaten truma under the brother. So from Kedushin, she doesn't eat truma? Correct. So... Uh, he's, the question is, he's gone further than the brother. The brother hadn't actually had relations with the woman, and now, by his having relations, he's taking over his brother's marriage, and uh, that's where the debate centers. Rab, Amar uh, al Rab says she can eat truma, that we break money, be a show, We look at um, the, the definition of relations, we're not, uh, even if it was unintentional, we look at these, uh, this, this is a full Kenyan. Shmuel says, no. When the Torah says that Yibam works, that just puts him in the place of his brother. <clears throat> but to make him stronger than the brother, lo. So we have a full-fledged argument here of the, uh, when the brother was only engaged and he does Yibam, can, uh, does the Yibam go even further than the original brother? Shmuel is consistent with what he said. 
whatever the original husband, when his wife would be, uh, be allowed to eat, Yavam Michael. But Kosh Einabal Michael, if the husband wouldn't have done, Yavam Einu Michael. So he just takes over where the brother was. So according to the Shita, that uh, from Kedushin, she does not eat. Right? Mm-hmm. So now the first brother is Nifter, second brother does Yivum, because she never got to eat Truma from the first husband, she will never be able to eat Truma with the with the with the Yavam? Uh, no, she will when she becomes his regular, full regular wife. But apparently, all he's done now is the act of yibum, and yibum puts him puts his brother's shoe on. He's wearing his brother's shoe. The brother's shoe wasn't fully on. What's the so, next step? So that then, would allow her to eat truma with the yibum. So that would be a a, a regular a, a regular bia, not a shogig bia, not a re- regular uh, when the. The, uh, the, the relationship continues on and it gets stronger. Um, so this was, this yeah, was let's, let's do the Rashi here. That Rashi really answers your question. To put her in the place, to put um, him in the place of her husband. If she ate when her original husband was alive, we're in Rashi. Now she can eat because of this one. Uh, but to make her stronger than this one, when the husband was, she didn't eat. That he's not stronger than the original brother. That's because if he did a bia without a way of fully taking her as a wife, but if he had done one, he does a complete regular normal relationship like all husbands and wives do, she's a total wife, and then she can eat according to everyone. So this is contemplating that the, the Bia, the, the first Bia by the Yavam was deficient, Das. That's correct. Okay, but if, if it was with full Das, so then... Have that's like any husband and wife, right, that's right. That's right, that's, that's the issue here. Okay, back to the Gemara. Mm-hmm. Physically? Physically, or well, physically? it could be it was uh, we had both. In other words, sometimes it was shogig; he wasn't intending to do it, and, okay. and sometimes he didn't go all the way. Oh, Those okay. were, um, uh, so basically, the Torah says that that's considered yibum, and we're saying that yibum only gets you as far as the original husband, but not further. Um, and so um, that's one view. Or the other view is no, that uh, once the Torah tells you that's called relations, then they're fully married, and therefore. It can even go further. But that's just on a physical basis. The, the nifter, the nifter, the husband. Mm-hmm. That's that has to be physical. But the new da is what you're you're saying. Da is either he didn't have the right intention, he, he was doing it by accident, or mm-hmm. physically he didn't go all the way. Right. right. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So those were things that that that's the discussion. Um, okay. Mayspay. Mar has a question. Bas Israel. So now we're getting into. Uh, when a uh, a woman is acquired by a man, so um, they become related and connected, and she gets his status if he's the Kohen. But what happens, so the following case, Bas Yisrael, if you have an Israelite, she's not the daughter of a Kohen, Pekechas, and she's normal, and she's engaged to a normal Kohen. 
and he doesn't yet get to fully marry her, and he becomes deaf. He becomes handicapped. Uh, so now, uh, when he takes her, He's not, uh, he, he's, he's not of, of fully sound mind. So then uh, she's not able to eat truma. Mace, let's say uh, he died, and she falls to a brother-in-law. This whole family is deaf, right? Uh, she can now eat uh, once he does yibum. And the brother number two is stronger than number, brother number one. Because the problem is that in order to make a transaction, a person has to be capable of making decisions and being aware of what's happening. And uh, when he's, uh, he's deaf, he's not able to fully communicate. Mm. But for Yibam, uh, it it's not about uh, consent over there. It doesn't deal with fully making a transaction. It's about, it's about having the relations. So Bishleim, like Rav, it's good that uh, the second brother can be even stronger than the first. But according to Shmuel, Kasha, he can only be as strong as the first brother, and the first brother wasn't fully married to this woman. So and, she sh- wa- and she wasn't able to eat And Shmuel. she wasn't able to eat Shmuel, right. So Amr Lak Shmuel, Mahaki. Read it like this. Um, that he hadn't yet married her until he became deaf. She doesn't eat. But had he married her, and then she, he became a handicapped Ochelus. Mace, Venafl Neyavim, if he died and she fell in front of his, um, his brother. Cherish, Ochelus. Even if he's a Cherish, she can eat. Umay Bezu, so then in what way is he stronger? The Ilu Baal Cherish Mikara, had her husband been deaf when he first took her, then she wouldn't be able to eat. The Ilu Yavim Cherish Mikara over here, if the brother is in his, oh, the whole time it doesn't make a difference, Ochel. Because the, the fact that the brother isn't able to make a full transaction doesn't bother us because the brother is really just taking over his deceased brother's uh, shoes. But the deceased brother would have had to have been able to take her fully. So again, here is a question. If somebody, just like a minor who's not all there, if somebody's a cherish and they're not all there, we're not clear that they understand the transaction, then they can't be fully taken. Uh, so the question here is, can she go further than the original husband? Some people learn this discussion a little bit different. If they were only engaged, she never gets the truma. Because she never ate when her husband was alive. Kiplegi, um, when do they argue men in the suin? When they were, were right in the middle of the page, and we're talking about where a um, woman was married, uh, was engaged to a kohen. And then he died, and now her, the Kohen's brother is uh, doing Yibam. And the question is, when she can eat Truma? He says she can eat because she ate originally. When did the Torah say that an action, um, and um, the, um, uh, where, uh, so again, um, what, what we said over here, Normally, if you marry a woman by mistake, it's not a marriage. In other words, let's say you propose and you think you're marrying this woman and it's a different woman, or you, she didn't realize that she was being given away in marriage when, when she took the ring or whatever that was. Normally, it would not be effective. But the Torah over here said that if their yibum takes place, even if they weren't intending to do yibum, they just were intending to have relations or... 
um, uh, or at least one side wasn't aware of what was going on, it doesn't make a difference. Um, and we said by, by Yibam, even if she wasn't interested in Yibam, if, if he goes and creates facts on the ground, Yibam works, even Shogun Kamezid. So in this way, Yibam is stronger than or the original marriage. In other words, a man can't take a woman Bishogeg, but you could do Yibam Bishogeg uh, by mistake without, without being aware of it. He thought it was his wife. His, his, his brother's widow was living with them, and he thinks it's his wife, and by mistake, he goes in the wrong bed. And, and uh, um, the question is, we're saying that Yibam by mistake, Bishogeg is Yibam. So, um, so even though the first marriage would not have fully taken had it been done Bishogek, in this case, if he was a deaf mute, even if he's a Kohen, it wouldn't have fully taken. But the second marriage, the Yibum does take. But we're saying that it wouldn't be stronger. Didn't he say that the, uh, the brother can only be as strong as the original uh, brother? So the more it says, you have to read it like this. Any relations that the original husband would have been considered like he took a wife, Yavam Michael then now that the Yavam has that same type of relation, she would be able to eat. And since if the original husband had been a Cherish uh, when he did it, and had he been incapable of making a Kenyan at that time, and a Yavam Michael whereas the question, Bas Yisrael, Pikas, Shinisar, Salakoyim, Pekeach. She's normal, and she marry, she's engaged to a regular coin. But he doesn't get to take her until he becomes handicapped. He doesn't eat. If he died, and now she falls in front of the brother-in-law who's handicapped. So you see the Yavim is stronger. So He can give the same answer that he said before. The Torah says, Yibum acquires a woman. He's stronger. There, there is a regular way of getting married, which if you do it Bishogeg, it doesn't work. But Yibam is stronger than that. Yibam, the Torah tells us uh, that he acquires the, the woman with, uh, uh, with um, uh, even in stronger ways. But according to Shmuel, this doesn't fit the narrative. Kasha, you're right, that's difficult. Would we say that because that the Yibam in this case has an additional co-op over regular Kedushin because there's like a pre-existing, I don't want to say pre-existing condition, but because there's a pre-existing relationship. Well, that, that's really the question here. See, if, if he's just taking over the brother's relationship, he can't be stronger than the original relationship. But if the Torah is saying that this is a way of acquiring a wife, that if the brother um, institutes Yibum, then, he, then he's... He's made her... See, the Torah kind of relaxed the rules over here. They realized that he didn't, he didn't really know this woman. This is, is, it's an awkward situation. The Torah, the Torah wants him to try to find a way to keep the brother's memory alive. And therefore, the Torah relaxed the marriage rules a little bit. It made it uh, even less... Uh, it, it takes less to turn this into a marriage than it would the original marriage. That, that's kind of our question here. If the Torah made it work in an in a easier way or a less, uh, um, the Torah made it that uh, understanding that this was a, uh, a different type of relationship. This is almost like they're just trying to do a mitzvah. They're really not, um, and the Torah calls, uh, makes them married. It's a very much a 
Basheret. It's like we said before, he's got a wife from the heaven. He wakes up one morning and he's got a wife he's never met. You know, he's got a wife. That says, oh, his brother-in-law had a wife. Oh, guess what? Now you're married to her. He has Zika with this woman. And so the question is, uh, maybe the rules are different for acquiring this woman than the way a, a regular husband acquires a wife. Or no, it can only be as strong as the original. Okay, turn around. Our rabbis learned we're at the two dots at the bottom. Bas is your because you know the coin. He's normal, she's normal. What happens if they then have a child? So uh, this is interesting. That uh, It's a different rule that a mother of a Kohen uh, can also eat truma. That's, that's also a way that... So we're, we question whether he fully took her because he didn't have all his... Uh, he wasn't all there uh, when he married her. He was a cherish. He became a, a, a mute. But if you have a kid, then she could eat. Mesaben, what happens if the kid dies? She can still eat. My time to know what's the argument. Once you eat, you keep on eating. You stay the same. Well, what do you mean that you always stay the same? If a woman's married to the Kohen and the Kohen died, you should say she can still eat. Once he dies, her holiness comes from being married to a Kohen. As she, once he died, she's no longer the wife of the coin. Achanami, keeping the mace, Pachadusha, here could stop. Really, she could eat, even though she's married to a cherish. The question really is the initiating the relationship. We're concerned that when a person isn't able to communicate, we don't know if he fully intended to marry this woman. But if he had started, that he had be, she had become his fiance, and then later on they had nisuin, that would work. So why does she have to have the kid? So uh, the answer is mishum rabbanim because of the other opinion. Um, and so again, we're we're getting into questions how the um, uh, at what stage it becomes a full marriage, or what's the ability of the cherish to make a full marriage. Um, well, why didn't Reb Nassim argue in the first case? He waited till the rabbis finished the discussion, and then he argued. Why doesn't it say uh, it stops? Reb uh, We're saying now, the question is, that does, does it work that she becomes the wife of Cohen and stays that way, or does it stop as soon as the thing that makes her holy stop? So uh, the question is, why don't we, uh, it should have been expressed in a clearer way. Gamora says, you're right, that's a difficulty. What's unusual now is on this page we left with two kashas, two difficulties. The, the, word, the words were, with, um, according to the way we understand it, it, it seems like some of its, uh, some other words could be used. Um, let's see a Rashi over here about this deaf mute getting married. First Y line. He got engaged when he was of sound mind. Really, mina Torah, a woman can eat truma once she is just engaged to a kohen. And the rabbi said, to go to, well, "Let's wait till she gets to the chuppah." Why? So uh, once you're a Kohen, that means you can eat truma, and wine is truma, and uh, the husband's going to send the champagne, 
and she's all excited. Now she's the wife of a Kohen. She's allowed to eat, drink, drink truma that's from champagne wine. And uh, she's going to want to share the wine with her family. Uh, whoops. Because she hasn't, because this is prior to moving in with the husband. Moving in, so she's still in yeah. her father's house. Right. She'll have truma in her father's house and will want to share that. Oh, so that's the next words in right. She's going to give her brother and sister to drink, like it says in Luxubus. So when he took this woman, he was of sound mind. Now he's just completing the process. And now you're not afraid um, that uh, she's going to uh, drink, give the wrong prayer. Um, so there's no, uh, there's no reason to forbid her to drink now. The law of Barkini, who, because he's, even if he's not capable of completing the Kenyan, she's already his. They were afraid that sometimes people would try to um, marry off people that were deaf-mutes and stuff like that, but it was questionable whether the marriage really took, whether they were of sound mind or not. Okay, moving along. So uh, we... Uh, we mentioned that the... Hmm. Yeah, when the Gemara says kasha here, it's not the same thing as tiyufka. So the, the Gemara actually stands, it's just that it says, oh, it's not as smooth as we'd like. Is that correct? Correct, correct. That's a good point, Dr. Yafi. That we have a word, tiyufka is when there's a, it, can't, it can't be. Kasha means um, that we, th- we still believe that we have the correct understanding, but we're, um, there is a difficulty here. Um, there are Mephorshim that always try to answer kashas. You know, they always try to, you know, they, they, they explain that they're, you know, what could be the answer. And uh, sometimes um, there's a, uh, I think there's a famous Ragachever where there's a, um, what's it, uh, the, um, I don't have time for that story either. But, but basically, even though something is difficult, doesn't mean that you don't keep on going. You know, you have a kasha, but it, it's, it doesn't fit perfect, but that's it. You know, life doesn't, not everything, not every puzzle is fully solved. That's kind of the, but you have to go right through. Okay. So then we said um, that, that similar to Yibam would be other uh, forbidden relationships in the Torah uh, with the same definition. So as we turn the page, he brought us a proof from our Mishnah. Uh, in other words, he brought a proof to what we said. Uh, the, from the following, Israel If you had a wife of a Israelite who was um, uh, forcibly taken by a strange man, even though uh, she's permitted to her husband because she didn't have relations with this man willingly, psula uh, kahuna. If uh, she were to pass away, she wouldn't be allowed. If their husband were to die. She wouldn't, she wouldn't be allowed to marry a Kohen because a Kohen's not allowed to be married uh, to a woman who had relations with somebody forbidden. The Tani Tuna, and we can bring a proof. It says, or a woman becomes invalid. What does it mean it becomes invalid? My became, my love, Loshna Shogi, Loshna Mezi, Loshna Ones, Loshna Baratza. So let's, let's just pause for a second. The Torah, uh, when it's a Kohen, is not allowed to marry a woman who had relations with somebody forbidden. Uh, let's say she, had, she committed adultery or she had relations with a non-Jew. A Kohen's not allowed to marry. He's allowed to marry a widow, but he's not allowed to marry a woman who had relations with somebody forbidden. 
what if she had relations and, and it wasn't on purpose? She didn't intend to have relations. The person forced her. Or what if it was a mistake? It was the, they thought it, it was the middle of the night and they thought it was the, she thought it was her husband and, and uh, she had relations with somebody forbidden to her. So just like um, relations are relations even without intent. Um, basically, these are facts on the ground. If somebody has relations, we don't, uh, we don't, it doesn't, uh, it's not one of those things that you could say, well, they, 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 it, they weren't, um, they didn't intend to do that. This rule of a Kohen marrying a woman who had relations with somebody forbidden, we don't get into intent. As, as we said over here, there's no difference if it was Shoging or Mezid, if it was forced, if it was greed, Viktani Puzzle. Uh, but so, it's, so is that a proof? The Gemara said, no, actually, we might not be going on that. So let's just pa uh, pause again. We talked about two parts of relations. One was the intent of the relations, and the other was the extent of the relations. Uh, we, we're learning everything you want to know about relations today, right? Or we learned in the Mishnah. So before we were talking about what if he intended, what if she intended, what if it was a mistake? That was one part. But also there's an apart, what if it wasn't complete relations? He says, maybe we're talking about not the intent. Maybe really if she didn't uh, do it willingly, she doesn't become puzzle. Aye, what were we saying was the same? The amount of the relations, if they only initiated them, the Kena'ara. So Armandamah, what's the case? Does that mean that we learn out forbidden relations from the amount of relations that's done by Yavama, Adarabba, the other way around, Yavama, Yalfina, Meirais. The rules of what's considered relations is learned from the Arias, the Iker Ha'ara Barais. That's really where the Torah mentions it. Elamai became, so more now is going to try the third answer. So again, we're talking about what's considered relations for a brother-in-law to acquire the widow for Yibum, and what's considered relations if somebody did something they shouldn't have with a woman he's forbidden to. And so we said, and also, which means we were comparing them. So first we thought we were comparing them in regards to intent. And then we said, no, maybe we're comparing them in regards to amount. Now the Gemara says, you know what, maybe it means about the place of the relations. What if they weren't at the direct spot? My Vikena Shaloka Darka Darais. We said before uh, by Arias that even if it's not in the direct spot, even if it's in the unusual spot. So Umura said, it doesn't, uh, that's actually where it mentions it. That that's also one of the spots where the way people have relations with a woman. Maybe uh, it's referring to the cases uh, if they did it in the unusual spot for those cases where you whip a person. And so the question is, can you whip a person for that? So um, uh, so that maybe that's what the Mishnah meant. And also, and also, not only um, there's forbidden relations that are super forbidden, and then there were forbidden relations that were minor forbidden, maybe we're referring to the Chayvei Lavin. Omer if the wife of a Kohen is raped, and then the husband continues to be married to her, the husband will be whipped, Zona, because he's now, he's married to a woman who's had relations with, uh, with when she was married with somebody besides her husband, and a Kohen's not supposed to maintain a wife like that. So, Mishum Zona in, Mishum Tumalo, but the word the Torah uses is because of Tumah. The Gemara says, Eim Af Mishum Zona. It means both. 
In other words, she was, uh, became impure, and she's considered a woman who's forbidden to him. Mesa Rivzeira, Rivzeira is a question. Doesn't the Torah say, if she wasn't uh, grabbed, meaning she did it willingly, then she's forbidden. But if she's grabbed and forced, but there is one exception. In other words, women who are raped, it's against their will. They're totally permitted to go back to their husbands. But there is a case, even if they were raped, that they're forbidden. What is that? That is just kind. But it's just an inference. It's not totally forbidden. It's just a, a mitzvah's essay. Um, that there is another one that isn't supposed to go back. Really, normally, anytime a woman has relations with somebody besides her husband, she's considered a zona. That's what the word zona means. A woman who has strayed, meaning that she's had relations with more than the man she's supposed to. But specifically by the wife of an Israelite, where it's said, you know, it's when she did it willingly, she's forbidden. But if she was grabbed, it was forced, she's mutter, that implies that the wife of a coin doesn't have that leniency. In other words, the Torah speaks out a leniency by the wife of an Israelite that she doesn't get tainted in that way. It implies the wife of a coin does. Some people say like this, the husband, if he ignores the fact that she had relations with other men and continues to be married, he would be whipped. Does that mean, is it the two different words here, the two different rules that he might be in trouble? So, Alma Baones Lo Krina Bezona. So that must mean that she's not called a zona. A zona sounds like a woman strayed. She didn't stray at all. This wasn't her. You could say she was made impure, but you can't say she strayed. She wasn't grabbed, she's forbidden. But if she was forced, she's permitted. And there is another one, that even though she was grabbed, she's out. What is that? And it's, it's inferred that it's forbidden. So Really, all women would be included if they were raped. That they have become impure. The Torah says specifically, by the wife in Israel, he knows that she didn't have intent. Um, I'm sorry, if she went willingly, she wasn't grabbed, she's forbidden. That implied that the wife of the Kohen would be with that original definition of a woman who's impure. That is, uh, that's one of the, that's a big problem if a Kohen's wife was. Uh, was raped. That's uh, there are um, there um, practically speaking, it's um, it, it doesn't always um, uh, the Cohen doesn't necessarily. There's not always like witnesses or proof, and the Cohen doesn't isn't required necessary to believe, even though it, it may not be required to dissolve the marriage. Let's say it's a uh, um, the you know again the, the the Torah. You know there are certain facts the Torah establishes. The Cohen the Torah didn't want it. Uh, the Kohen to take a woman that may have had other other men mental. Let's see. What's the difference in this one versus somebody flying off the roof right on top of a woman and, and inside her? Yeah, they'd be the same if a Kohen's wife had really you know, related with another man. Also, the and I would the the it's no difference. Yeah, that was she's forced is what you're saying. She it was she wasn't willingly. She was you know in a bed in the wrong spot. That's right. She picked the wrong spot. Yeah. But again, this. Is, of being made is of Tuma, not of Zmus. Yeah? So, so, like we, we see from Shah, 
there was the idea of you know of Znus seems to have a degree, uh, at least a minimal degree of kavana to it, of straying. Um, that's different, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, that's so the question is, is it, is it the woman who strayed or is it her body that strayed, so to speak? Well, is it? well no, no, if that... It's, if it's an it, situation... Uh, so she, it turns out her body strayed, but it wasn't willingly. Whereas if she was willing, you know, then she, then she strayed. So it's kind of, a, what's the definition of a zona? Is a zona a woman that's had relations with somebody besides her husband, or is it a woman who willingly had relations? Uh, there are many, you know, there could be women that have, have been forced into things that they never agreed to. The, the question is, that, is that called that they had relations with more than one? And the fact is, they did. Uh, but that seems that there, there's the ikadiyamri there in that question. New Mishnah. So we had this before. This was very unusual. You could have a uh, a Kohen Gadol, a very holy man, married to a very holy woman, but he's not supposed to marry a widow. Or a Kohen can be married to a divorcee. She's very, uh, uh, or a uh, Kohen had it. Mina Arison, and if they are married and it's just engaged, lo yocha betruma, their husbands, their wives can't eat truma. Their loves are and makshiri. They say no, they could. Nisarmo osiskarshu mina nesuin. If they uh, become a widow or they're divorced from a marriage, Postlos. Mina Erison, if it's only from engagement, uh, then they are kosher. Let's see the Gemara. Tanya. Omer Amer Kavachomer. My Kedushi Rishus. If when a person is permitted to be married, Ein Machilin, the wife can't eat Truma yet, Kedushi Avera, when we don't want them to be married, a Kohen's not supposed to marry a divorcee, a Kohen Gadol's not supposed to marry with low Kol Shekain, so of course she can't eat. Omer Lo Lo, Imai was Kedushi Rishus, Shekain Elo Laichel B'Machamacher. There's, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to eat in a different place. There, uh, there is another uh, scenario where, um, where they'd be allowed to eat truma. We'll, we'll talk more about this. Um, you know what? Let's, let's stop here right now. Um,